It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined, where we have been talking to industry professionals from all different sectors of the travel and hospitality space. And uh, today's conversation is definitely going to be really interesting. He has a strong hospitality background. He's doing a lot of exciting things, definitely speaks my language. And I know that um, we're, we're going to cover a lot of exciting topics. So uh, today's guest is Rob Delabovi, who is the owner and CEO of RDB Hospitality. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Rob, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, of course. Well, I'm I'm excited to have you on Travel Redefined, but um, to kind of kick things off, just to bring everybody up to speed, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background and maybe how you kind of even got into hospitality. Yeah. So I am 20 years in hospitality, started out in the hotel business. How I got in is not the most interesting story. I was miserable working uh, in television production and I picked up the New York Times and I saw a hotel job and I applied for it and I got it. Um, the more interesting part is that I fell in love with it. I didn't, I thought it would just be a job. My, my, my idea was I wanted to uh, work for a hotel in New York City and then transfer to the Bahamas location. And maybe like be a bartender on the beach and like walk to work barefoot every day. AKA style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That went away in about about a week. And uh, I, I said I was working for a hotel in 2002 called the Soho Grand. And I said, this is a great, great business. I'm working with different people all over the world, every industry, every day. And I'm a people person. So it was a it was a it was a gig and an industry that I fell in love with. And I, I uh, ran with it from there. Um so yeah, I was in hotels about 15 years and started my own businesses. I own two business businesses now, one of which is a consulting firm. We show hotels how to make money. And another firm, and, and sorry, the other business is a travel agency. I, I own a large entertainment travel agency where we plan the lives of uh, famous people, rich people, rock stars, et cetera. And the two companies kind of work very well together and, and um yeah, I, I'm I'm deep in it. I'm deep in this business. <laughs> it's it's so smart what you um what you've done. Well, first of all, it's so interesting that you went sort of from that TV background to hotels, uh, because so often it's people in hotels that want to get into TV. So it's this interesting switch around. But yeah. it's also really smart what you've been able to do with everything as far as um as just you've really kind of grown the business in a very smart way. So um, really love what you've kind of done with that. So, so quick thing. So I want to, you know, talk a little bit more cause you, you definitely have piqued. I know my interest, but love to talk a little bit more about RDB hospitality. So particularly cause there's some overlap in our background. I remember Soho grand, uh, by the way, when I lived in New York and I was probably like 18, 19 years old and being like, maybe I should like work in hotels. And this was before I got into hotels as well too. So Definitely yeah. very familiar with with that particular space, but um, so yeah, I know you kind of mentioned a little bit um, about the company, but like maybe dive into a little bit more who you work with. I know you touched on it a little bit. Yeah, so on the consulting side, uh, we generally consult on sales, marketing, revenue management, filling. There's two sides of the hotel business: filling hotels and running hotels. We fill them, right? We make sure there's people uh, sleeping in all the beds and eating and drinking in the restaurant bar. And uh, we have very unique strategy on how to do so. Um, 
be very hands-on, unique sales and marketing strategy. Um, you know, for example, you know, we're, we're out there salespeople. We, found, we find the newer generation of, of salespeople in this business are, are not in love with picking up the phone or dancing right to someone's office and saying hello. And on the marketing side, just very heavy vendor management. And, and again, pretty unique. I'm not going to give away all the secrets, but pretty, pretty unique uh, methods of filling hotels and, and very strategic day-to-day -day revenue management. Um, we've, we've gotten into food and beverage and operations as well, but our, our bread and butter on the consulting side and the strategic advisory side is certainly on the business side. Um, we found, I found when working in the hotel business for so long and working with a, you know, a ton of different travel agents. So I worked at all these high end quote unquote, cool hotels. And, um, you know, we didn't find that travel agents were properly. Um, I didn't personally find that travel agents were generally properly servicing their clients. Uh, you know, we would often, often have celebrities and bands and all these people show up and we would have no information about them and, and no information about when they'd be showing up or what they like and what they hate. And, you know, I, I called up IATA and I got myself an IATA number and I started the travel agency as well. And that travel agency's grown into a enormous, enormous travel agency where we're handling a couple hundred celebrities, a couple hundred touring recording artists. And, and, you know, I say the difference between us and other companies is we care. Like we want our people staying in these nice places. When we're coming to your hotel, we want uh, you to know everything about them and to be ready. And, and we didn't find that experience was happening um, kind of in, in a general way in, in, in this industry. So I ended up having two companies. Um, I, end, I only planned on starting one. Uh, the two companies work very well together. You know, our, our, our travel, our, our travel agency clients, you know, the famous people, the world will call me and say, where should I stay? And I may work with a hotel on the consulting side. That's an amazing fit for them. And since I'm on their business side as well, I can make sure they get double the service because I'm, I'm kind of entrenched in their, their day-to-day -day operations and, and, and kind of vice versa. You know, the hotels I consult for, I can help bring them business and I, I, I could kind of tell them what travel professionals and talent are looking for in, in an even, you know, more hands-on way because I am a travel professional and I represent talent. So it, it's, there's kind of perks all over the place. I'm not aware of another company in the world that's on both sides that is both you know, on, on the vendor side in terms of operating hotels, bars and restaurants, and also on the representing the client and, and, uh, and, and sending over that business. And, and, and it's, it's very, very unique and it's working very, very well. Yeah. It's so unique. And, and being somebody that also has that hospitality background, I totally get it because I, again, it's that disconnect as far as with the consumers and what they're wanting, but then also understanding, um, you know, from the hotel perspective, all the information that you need and what you yeah. can, uh, use to really make and take an experience to the next level. So it's, it's, very brilliant. I, I can train cool. both sides. I can say yeah. if I have a, a, a travel client who says, oh, tell them we'll be arriving between 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. I say, yo, you're not the cable guy. You know, let's give them a very specific time <laughs> that you know you're going to be there so the team can be ready for you and waiting at the door. And, and then it, it and, and then vice versa. I can I, you know, I can tell the hotels like, you know, make, make sure that this person likes white wine and this person's showing up at 8 p.m. So the white wine needs to go at 745 it needs to be cold. Right. Yeah, of course. You no, know, it's just it's, it's so there's just one company feeds the other and it's working out amazingly. And um, it's uh, both of my businesses are better because of the other one, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Yeah. When you said that time frame, I'm like immediately thinking uh, melting ice. 
Okay. Yeah. That's an issue. That's an issue. Yeah. Wine bad. drinkers, you know, we know I'm a wine drinker as well. So I could even give more, uh, more advice on that. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. So, um, so shifting gears a little bit that, um, kind of looking at the industry as a whole, and since you are so entrenched in it on, um, various sides, I'd love to hear your take on this. So obviously the industry is seeing a lot of challenges these days, uh, particularly in the world of employment and recruiting. So GMs are having a hard time recruiting talent right now. Um, what are you seeing? Are you seeing the same? Are you seeing anybody maybe doing it really well and kind of trying to navigate that better than maybe others? Uh, anything that you could share? Sure. So part of our consulting services includes recruiting. So we do a lot of recruiting mm-hmm. and, um, it's harder than it's ever been right now. Yeah. Uh, the biggest problem is people want to work from home. And the hotel industry is not an industry uh, where people can work from home. So we'll literally have general manager candidates say, can I work from home three days a week? And we're like, here's the general manager. You know, you run the operation. So no, you cannot. And, you know, the hotel companies, I think more than any industry, are having a lot of issues with this. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, the workforce, uh, you know, working from home is very normal in many industries right now. And I think the world was going this way anyway. And COVID pushed it ahead 10 years in terms of people being remote and everything. But, you know, many, most, and uh, I would say 90% of positions in a hotel are not remote and and and, and people are asking. So, you know, I think that that's the main issue. I know there's staffing shortages. Obviously, all industries are dealing with staffing shortages. Totally. You know, hospitality is certainly dealing with that. That's going to eventually wrap up, right? Mm-hmm. People are going to need to go back to work. So that's not something that's alarming to me in the sense of a long-term issue. But this work from home thing is, you know, we have we have people that are switching industries and and, you know, and doing all sorts of making all sorts of moves so they, they can arrange for the, you know, to work remote. And, you know, I... This is ironic, or maybe this is ironic. I work remote, so it's yes. hard for me to, you know, pot calling the kettle black. But I think that, you know, our our main problem, especially with sales and marketing professionals who really believe they can work from home but should be on property, are are saying are saying, yes, I would love this job. I want to work from home three to all days a week, and and telling them no, they're usually like, thank you, click, not interested. So it's yeah. um, the real big names, the really great kind of industry leaders in sales, marketing, revenue management uh, are commanding a work from home situation right now. They're so good that people are like, all right, these are the top talent. We're going to let them work from home. But the operation often suffers, right? Oh, totally. You and I speaking like this is different than you and I speaking in person, um, especially in a work scenario, right? So um, that is what I'm seeing on the recruiting side, uh, why it's harder right now and why securing that talent is, um, is, is, is more of a problem. But again, we're recruiters. So uh, less people would be calling me if it was easy to hire, right? Yeah. Now. So selfishly, it's it's fun, but yeah, you know, it, it's the first question people ask. Honestly, uh, oh, that job sounds great, Rob. Oh, that sounds amazing. We'd love to do that. Can I work from home? Like it's it's right away. You just oh, you know. Yeah. And th- and that is what's so interesting about the industry because it's like it is a place you have to be there. Like it, it is the destination. You can't you, you can't phone it in. And something that I've always talked about, and I'm sure that you would understand this. There has there's always been a disconnect between back of house and front of house. And if yep. you start doing more of that, there's going to be even more of it of where, you know, you might have somebody in sales and marketing have the best intentions in the world, but then they're like offering like a high end hotel that has a house car. Oh yeah. The house car can do this and take you to here. And it's like, no, that's an hour away. The house car oh. can't take somebody there. You know, that's a simple thing, but it's like, if you're not, if somebody's not on the ground. 
That's a yeah. great point. Back of house, front of house, always. A, yeah. And it, always. It, it would cause an even, an even bigger rift. One stat that's fun is we put often a lot of jobs we are um, searching for on LinkedIn or on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And I put up two jobs the other day. One was for a remote salesperson. One was for an in-house salesperson. I got 150 resumes for the remote one and four resumes for the in-house. No way. Yeah. Wow. So that, that, that tells us that, that that was a fun experiment. It was real, but it was a fun kind of experiment that shows us, you know, how, you know, people even reading a job description, if they see the word remote or not, how that gauges their general interest in the gig. And we're talking about some good jobs here. You know, I'm not, I'm not hiring assistant housekeeper at, you know, at a hotel in rural Nebraska here. We're talking about kind of, you know, we're talking about some big, big jobs, some general managers and, and heads of sales and marketing and revenue management of some serious brands in serious locations paying serious money. Yeah. And people are saying, mm, it's a good well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Crazy. exactly. So, well, okay. So on the other side of this, what are you seeing aside from, you know, creating more remote jobs, which is not always possible, any solutions that you've maybe seen that might help attract and retain employees? Or what's working? Yeah. So, I mean, as I mean, this isn't I think you said switching gears, but in the same realm, people are kind of bending on the Fridays from home or yeah. and late on Monday. So I mean, obviously you have to obviously you need to incentivize and you need to give people perks to keep them happy and to keep them there. So besides, you know, not being a jerk and paying well, those are the two normal things. Right. Then the new things in this world. Yeah. All surround kind of this work life balance scenario. So it's more PTO days or work from home for Fridays, or it's really giving more to the employee as they probably should. But, um, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, the standard, and of course, you know, in hotels, the house meal situation with the yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's always helpful. And that kind of went away for a bit and now it's starting to come back. But I think like any other industry, it's, it's, it's just surrounds the, you know, the work-life balance and the, and the being happy at work and the, and all, all of those things. Fridays from home, even for people that, between me and you and everyone listening should be at work. The Fridays from home thing is kind of the new thing that we're, that we're really seeing. Oh, I love that. No, that, no, that's a, I mean, that's a great point as well too. Cause it's a little, it's a little perk and it's a nice little, um, you know, if, if the role can, can accommodate that, that's a, a, a perfect way. And it is again, as you mentioned this, a little bit more of this flexibility where I think before it was very much like we need hotel employees to be, they need to give us all of their flexibility. And now hotels are kind of being like, okay, we're going to work with you a little bit as well too, because they're honoring this, um, the need for that work-life balance. So I yeah, it's a candidate's market. So yeah. which won't last forever, by the way, but if we go into recession, that's what I'm concerned about is if we go into recession. Um, this whole, you know, people not needing to work is going to change to people will need to work and won't be able to. And I'm worried about kind of a high unemployment rate, but I think that, you know, I think right now it's a candidate's market and, and candidates should enjoy that and take advantage of it. And it's, it's a great way to get a good deal with your employer. Yeah, I know. I get it. I get it. Okay. So let's kind of talk about hotel trends, maybe even like on the experience side or whatever you've been seeing, obviously, you know, things uh, forced us to look at the hotel experience a little bit differently over the past couple of years, but, um, and some trends and shifts have happened. So have you seen any big hotel or hospitality trends that have maybe emerged in the last two years, uh, or any of your properties you know, focusing on them, anything that's maybe like stuck out that could be, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. The, um, obviously the COVID cleanliness trends, right. We have to convince the travelers that we are clean and neat and tidy and everything is sanitized. And then, you know, there's not, 
as much kind of uh, interaction with with staff as high theater as they like to call it a little bit. Yep, exactly, exactly. And then and and also the you know the trend towards you know creating services and facilities that that accommodate people working from the road. This is my personal favorite part about the uh, or maybe the only silver lining to COVID is I was just in Maine for ten days. Um, you know, eating lobster, looking at beauty, looking at physical beauty. And um, I was working every day as normal, you know, doing things like this and, and, and dealing with our clients and working as normal. And, you know, I needed the hotel to have great Wi-Fi, business service, an area where I can sit and speak to people like this on Zoom calls or podcasts. And uh, hotels are accommodating the, are aware of this and are accommodating these, these kind of uh, new needs they're they're creating more business service and the business center pretty much went away in a hotel right as it should have and now some of those business services are coming back and, and hotels that have some rooms that are maybe a little larger are, are putting in desks and and you know and outlets and and places you know pens and pads even i think that was a great idea we had at a hotel pens and pads <laughs> to accommodate uh to accommodate the, these new kind of business it's leisure you know the business leisure yeah. mix going to the next level leisure has been around for five, 10 years, but now it's kind of actual leisure in the sense that business is being done in your room. And I enjoyed Maine. I don't know that in 2018 and 2019, I could have spent 10 days in Maine um, and, you know, really had the same kind of business as I, as I have, as I have now. Now everyone's like, great, enjoy Maine. So the whole mentality is just, is different. And hotels have to accommodate that type of traveler and uh, they're doing so shared workspaces are being created and better food and beverage options for a business traveler. So meaning, you know, the, I can get a eight to $10 club sandwich in the restaurant when in that restaurant, I probably was by paying $25, something more extravagant. And you know, that was, um, the, these services are being, are being added. And, and that's, that's certainly a trend. I think the trend towards, and I'm not the biggest fan of all of this stuff, but the trend towards web three is also something that's coming around. All of these properties are going to start accepting cryptocurrency. They're going to start um, attracting that kind of traveler who, who um, I, I don't personally believe in like the valuations of these cryptocurrencies, but it's certainly a new way to pay for things and buy things. And I think that, I think that hotels are going to start to dabble in that. And more importantly about that world is the blockchain technology. Blockchain technology is an app, is an amazing way to manage loyalty programs, right? Like no one's figured out loyalty programs in a general sense. Like there should be something I think that hotels kind of tap into no matter what brand you are to find out all of your preferences. And blockchain technology is a great way to individualize that and to, um, you know, to keep that private. Um, you know, if I want a room by the elevator, I want a low, I'm the only person who likes a low floor on the planet. I hate high floors. And um, I put wow. that in all my travel profiles and I somehow always get high floors. I, I just don't think anyone's really, really figured that out on a, in the general sense. Obviously, each brand has its own kind of loyalty program. But blockchain technology, from what I'm seeing, is the best way to kind of uh, create a loyalty program nowadays that is, is just your own code that mm -hmm. hotels might be able to dabble into. And there's a million technologies like that, I think, with this new kind of Web3 metaverse um, kind of uh, blockchain technology um the, our industry is historically is is famously prehistoric in terms of technology agreed right? like if you look at the travel agent system we work on the gds which is a dos based system it's uh -huh. i'm typing in codes to book you a room like with 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 keys that i've never even used on my own computer before and it's you know that i think i think we're going to look towards kind of re-ups on, on the tech side and in a lot of ways uh, yeah. uh, in, in hotels from Obviously, keyless entry with opening yes. the door with your phone is obvious is is gaining traction. But 
I, I think things that, you know, without over teching the space, I hate when you walk into a room and there's a, you know, computer pad and I, I, I have to turn on the TV with the computer pad and the TV turns off on its own if nobody moves. And I think that's a little bit of over tech, but I think the, the experience in booking hotels, like um, some of these websites are very wonky and um, is, is going to be better. I think, I think there's going to be a big tech play coming up that will actually kind of move our industry forward um, in many different ways on the tech side. No, I, I mean, and I, I couldn't agree more. And you touched on so many different things. Um, and and what's, what's interesting is this shift in the traveler's mindset as well, too. And as far as like what travelers are looking for. So they, too, are, are really like reaching for more of that leisure experience. Um, you, you mentioned even cryptocurrency. That might not make sense at necessarily all properties. It all depends on the demographic. But there is a demographic of individuals that have a lot of money in that and it's if they are looking to attract that crowd they do have to kind of step up to the plate to be able to accept that type of currency um any other maybe shifts from like the traveler side that you've might have seen like whether it's more sustainable travel like any of your um high-end clients are there, are there things that they might be interested in that might be a newer thing yeah i think sustainability as you brought up is and, and diversity and sustainability and um, diversity in terms of hotel ownership, woman-owned, uh, black-owned, yeah. gay-owned. Um, people are asking about that as they should. And then on the on the sustainability side, you know, it's there there there's always been green travelers. There's always been travelers who are out there for a, a hotel that has you know doesn't have plastic straws and might be on a farm or something like that's always existed. But we're going next level with that. You know, we're yes. you know especially you know Taylor Swift just got in trouble for flying the private jet around too much, and yeah, now there's ways to offset to to purchase um, carbon credits that if you're you know if you're if you're flying the jet around too much, you can now buy your way out of that by spending other money on good things that kind of neutralize that. And, and it, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've talked to a couple of hotel owners who are interested in building hotels for eco friendly travelers. Uh, people who are looking for that kind of experience. Obviously, the one hotel brand, I'm not sure that you've spoken about that brand. That's a that's a very kind of eco uh, forward um, brand. But I think you're going to see a lot more of that in terms of I don't think we're talking as much about cuisine and, uh, and plastic straws. I think yeah. we're talking more about about. Um, you know, energy efficiency, um, diversity, things like that. I think that's kind of the 2.0 on the eco traveler and sustainable traveler. And right now it's hard when, when uh, you know, we have a certain bands that we work with that are, you know, very green and that's very important to them. And they, they let us know, like, you know, this is what we expect out of a hotel. And, you know, it's hard finding hotels that have solar power. You know, maybe in, in LA and in and places like that, it's, it's it's not as hard. But you know, try finding a hotel in um middle in St. Louis. You know, that's that's eco friendly and that has you know, it's it's just not a priority there. There's nothing wrong with that, but it it just means that the eco these eco travelers are you know their their push is real, and I think you're going to see hotels built differently. I'm in these owner meetings where I see owners and they're talking about you know, what kind of hotel should we build? And it's funny to see like kind of older generation owners say, what's our Instagrammable moment? I think that's funny, but. Oh the, my gosh, I love that. Everyone has to have an Instagrammable moment. That's the big thing now. And you're to see like a 72 year old billionaire be like, what, what's our Instagrammable moment? Like, is it a neon sign that says Rose all day or what is it? That's really funny. But like, you know, I think the sustainability and diversity is is important and also a, uh, a you're glad you brought that up. That's certainly a trend, of course. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that you bring that up too, as far as the Instagrammable moment, because again, it's like, how can you have your guests help do your marketing for you? And if you're smart and you create a, a space that they want to document, 
that that is a very smart thing. So it's great to hear that these older generations are like, what's our Instagramable moment? <laughs> those, 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 those shoe, they have the big shoes, like the pump shoes, yeah. the Cosmopolitan that you could stand in. Yeah, of course. Um, I think they have like 8 billion press, uh, uh, marketing impressions a oh, year from there. <laughs> well, I believe it. I believe yeah. it. No, but that's a, that's something that absolutely that people should not be sleeping on. So I love that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so with this, you've covered like so many, I love all the different trends that you were kind of able to, to share about on the hospitality side, as well as on, you know, the traveler and consumer side, that being said, and kind of in theme, um, with this, with the name of the show, how would you say that you see travel being redefined? That's an interesting question. I know, right? Okay. It's a loaded we question. An, too. We are in it. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, no problem. Yeah. We have an industry again, that is very, very slow. To change, we uh, we have an industry that does not treat change very well. Um, it does not does not um, you know in terms of technology, in terms of you know new ideas, and uh, so you know I I sit on a couple boards where we talk about this all the time. How, how will travel be redefined? And I think I think that I hate to bring it up, but I think that COVID nineteen, um, which twenty twenty was a rough year for RDB hospitality, by the way. <laughs> Uh, so many, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what can we do today? Yeah. But the, I, I think that you know, I think that, I think that we're in the middle of a redefinition right now. I, I think that people are a lot of people are afraid to travel. A lot of people have to be convinced um, for safety reasons to travel. Never happened before, maybe since nine eleven, but that's a completely different thing. Um, and people uh, have different priorities, and people are doing different things when they travel. In terms of, you know, just to wrap everything up, in terms of our business and leisure, true business and leisure. Leisure before was you go and you have your conference on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then you stay Saturday and Sunday. And yeah. You combine business and then leisure. Now um, it's happening at the exact same time. You do not need to be in an office, and you need to be in a safe, clean place that can accommodate you doing business. And that to me is a complete redefinition of travel from 2019. And everyone's still trying to figure out how to do it and how to pull it off. Yeah. So I, I know there's a number of OTAs that are coming out. OTA is like Expedia, online travel agency like Expedia or booking.com or something like that, that are specifically um, circling this new trend of, of, of working in working in the office. I, I know that I, I started working um, while traveling. And I, I know that on this, on this, this, the safety and the sanitization level, there's all these different things coming out. One of them is being led by Lysol where they officially, um, you know, mark you as safe and clean. And they have this, okay, whole yeah. Separate, yeah, there's going to be the, this, an award or a, I should say, you know, kind of a merit badge that you, that you earn by, by doing that. But you also, um, there's going to be completely different ways of booking and, uh, booking this type of travel and and learning about these types of places. And to me, that is a complete redefinition of travel. The only redefinition of travel I'm looking for, I'm still looking for a no kids airplane or no kids flights, if you can figure that out. I don't know if any of your other podcast uh, members can, can work on that, but 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 I really believe that everything is completely different. My job is completely different than it was in 2019. My job managing um, or consulting and recruiting for hotels, completely different. And my job uh, representing uh, high end and high net worth and famous travelers, completely different job in every way, shape and form. And that's all due to a being in the middle of a redefinition of, of travel. And we, I, I don't think we figured it all out yet, but I think that the next, um, you know, two to five years that it, everything's going to be new and different. And it's going to, from your booking experience to your staying experience, to your checkout experience and um, to your payment experience. And it's all going to be, uh, and, and that that's, 
that's a redefinition to me. Oh, 100%. And I mean, you said it so aptly is that we are in the middle of it right now. So it's kind of challenging because we're a little bit in the eye of the storm, but, um, but it's going to be really interesting in the next couple of years. So, um, so yeah, so two final things before we wrap up here, um, you have a strong hospitality background, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but, uh, what does five-star service mean to you? Like if you could succinctly say like, this is what five-star service is. How, how would you describe that? Yeah, so I think it's different for everybody what they consider five-star. Some people could get a five-star experience out of a two-star hotel if, they, if, if it's what they're looking for. To me, five-star five service is understanding me and what I'm looking for and what I want in a, in a trip and attacking and, and making sure it all happens. It's talking to me before I get there. It is, um, I'm a big meat and cheese plate guy in the room. I'm a big bathtub guy. I like yeah. weirdly, I'm in the bathtub. Five stars usually only, but I, I, I'm in the bathtub of these rooms. Having all that set up when I get there, understanding what I'm doing in town and and accommodating that. Um, am I there for work? Am I there for leisure? Am I there for both? Like we've been discussing, um, you know, and, and and really delivering on it and then making sure when I leave, uh, you're checking on me and doing all you can to get me to come back. Um, to me, service, uh, five-star experience is all within service, uh, the, within uh, the service experience. And um, by the way, it, it's it, also, I can't be, too, I can't be insane, right? We have a lot of clients who are, you know, who expect things as five, six-star service and they're just nonsense things. But I think generally speaking, it's understand your client, understanding your client, marketing to them appropriately, getting them there, fulfilling what they're looking for. That's different for everybody. And then getting them back after they leave and, and doing that all and, and having human contact um, is uh, that's a five-star experience for me. And, and uh, it doesn't take a five-star hotel. Like, like, uh, like a lot of people think, I think that, you know, I I've had better, I've had stays at holiday inns that were better than stays at Ritz Carlton. It's happened. Um, it's, it's happened because of humans and because of people who um, people who have, have gone the extra mile. So I think this trend towards, you know, replacing humans with computer programs. I get it from a, a P&L standpoint, a, a cost savings standpoint, but from a service standpoint, it's it's not going to get the job done. No, totally. Well said, and I couldn't agree more. I always like to hear what people kind of say about that because it, it has certainly evolved. The notion of five-star yeah. um, hospitality, um, like in the late 90s, early 2000s is very different than what we're seeing today. And I, I, in a great way, I think. Um, so so yeah, so to sort of wrap things up, um, this has been, first of all, a great conversation. I love hearing you know what what you're seeing especially because you really are boots on the ground on all sides of the spec of the spectrum um but what's next for your company like what what should we be on the lookout for yeah we we, we have a lot going on we have a lot going on we're getting into hotel uh management we will be managing our uh our first hotels soon in terms of uh actually winning a, a management contract so we're technically competing with the Marriott's and Four Seasons and, uh, and boutique brands of the world. So basically we've been doing, you know, we've had so much success in the consulting recruiting front and kind of, you know, putting our two cents in on how op these operations should run and how they should sell and market themselves. And we have some owners who are saying, hey, why don't you take the management agreement here? So we are, we're growing on that side uh, where um, uh, we think we'll be very good at it, but who knows? Um, and uh, that that's starting. That's starting. That first contract should be signed soon. And then, um, yeah, on, on the travel side, we're we're doubling every year in terms of our travel clientele. These these kind of high net worth individual and and celebrity and athlete and politician and rock star communities are very incestuous, and they speak uh, they speak to each other when they're happy. So the word of mouth um, is certainly is certainly getting around. We're working on uh, some of the biggest names in the world, and and that really helps our travel company because when you book some of the biggest names in the world. 
it means they're going to help out our other clients like you and me who are not the biggest names in the world. But you're you're a big name in podcasting, of course. But I, and I'm like, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 if I'm booking the Joe Rogans of the world, you know, that means I could take care of the use of the world better because it means we have buying power and we're growing. So it's uh, we don't work with Joe Rogan, by the way. But that's, that was just an example. So, you know, growth and uh, and moving on. We we it's funny because we had rapid growth through 2018, 19, 17, 18, 19. And then it all kind of hit the wall in 2020. And the big question was, when would it come back? And I think as an industry that we're, um, you know, we're 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 back. We're back. Yeah. So um, absolutely. Just, I love it. Yeah, just need people to not want to work from home anymore, if that's possible, and then we're, <laughs> we're good to go. And we are good to go. No, it's yeah. great. So true, so true. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This was a great for conversation. Uh, loved it. Uh, well, definitely for everyone that tuned in, we'll definitely make sure to have all the details in the show notes that you can find out. You can connect with Rob, also find out about his company. If you have a hotel or property and you want to get in touch, if you are an avid traveler and you want to um, you know, work with them as far as from the travel sort of advisor side of things as well too um i'll make sure that all those details are there so um thank you again so much rob this has been great thank you thank you well there you have it thank you for tuning in to travel redefined hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come And until next time, keep on traveling.